Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Good Wednesday afternoon. Look at this. The sun is shining. What did I hear Tony say? Five degrees right now in Calgary. It is beautiful. And in the future, it might be a perfect day to sit on a patio and smoke some cannabis. I'm kidding. However, in Ontario right now, they are surveying residents. And I think this is a survey that the NDP government should be asking Alberta residents as well. And maybe they will because we know things are changing so quickly when we finally see recreational weed or cannabis legalized later this year. We can no longer say July 1st. But the question that Ontario wants to hear from residents, the response is, should there be licensed cannabis consumption lounges? The idea of going to a lounge and buying some cannabis and smoking cannabis right there, I guess it would be no different than a bar or would it? Sean Jeffords, reporter for the Canadian Press, joins us today. Hello, Sean. Oh, hi, Angela. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. So how do we define a cannabis consumption lounge? What would it look like? Well, they actually exist in Toronto right now. There are about seven of them. And uh, for the story that um, I worked on over the, the last week, I spoke with um, one owner of a well-known lounge here. And right now, the way it works is you come in, you have to provide your own cannabis, um, but your ID, make sure you're over the age of 19, you pay a, a small cover charge at this particular lounge, and then you can come in and communally consume um marijuana. Uh, so they, they may provide uh, some sort of a device like a, a vaporizer or a, something like that, or you could smoke. Um, but uh, it's kind of a, I guess it's a communal lounge. It's the best way to describe it. I didn't want to interrupt you, but you said there are already these lounges, seven of them in Toronto. Isn't that illegal? Yeah, that's that's correct. Um, so my understanding is they operate in somewhat of a legal gray zone, um, but uh, that they're the the lounge that um, I was referencing in my story has existed since 2003, and uh, I think the real the the catch here is is that they do not sell marijuana, but people consume marijuana and. I think it's still illegal unless something's changed in Ontario that hasn't happened here in Alberta yet. No, that's correct. That's correct. And and what they what they're saying or what uh, Abby Roach, who's the owner of this lounge, the is her hot name, box is cafe. her last sorry sorry John. Now I got and I've got to interrupt. <laughs> is her last name Roach? You got it. That's right. I yeah. want to see some idea on that one. All right, back up. So Abby Roach, what is she saying? She's saying, you know, owners of these lounges, they want to be uh, legal. They mm-hmm. want to be licensed. They want to uh, have a business license. Um, maybe that's not, not quite the right way to put it. They, they want to be brought into the regulatory framework of uh, legalized cannabis use in this country. 
I've never heard a business owner actually wanting to be part of the regulatory process, but I understand what she's saying. So even if we've got these seven ones operating in Ontario in this gray area where people can come in with their own cannabis and just smoke in a communal setting, is that how Kathleen Wynne's government sees it going forward when it is legalized? Or is are they asking residents of Ontario for input on a different style of lounge where you would go in there and buy and consume the marijuana? That's not clear right now. Certainly the rules um, as the Wynn government sees it at this moment, as they have passed it, would really clamp down on where you can consume marijuana. And at this point, it's really only in your own home. Um, but what advocates are saying is that that's too restrictive, and there are going to be people who can't consume marijuana in their own homes for whatever reason, maybe a variety of reasons. Maybe you don't want to uh, consume it around your children. Maybe you have uh, a parent, a senior, who has respiratory issues. Or maybe you rent an apartment and your landlord simply doesn't want you to do that in, in their dwelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so advocates are saying this is going to push uh, cannabis consumers out into places where, you know, that behavior maybe is not going to be welcome. Public parks, their cars, um, other places where it's going to become a nuisance. So they're proposing that these public lounges could act as a place where you could come and uh, smoke and not create a problem. You know, the real problem here is we're still having a hard time understanding where marijuana falls and how we legislate it. Because as I hear you talking about a cannabis lounge, I'm wondering if I've got listeners who are smokers saying, all right, what's good for marijuana smokers? Why can't I go and have my own tobacco lounge? Because it seems like the rules are so different between marijuana and tobacco. I think that's something that they're they're really struggling to kind of cope with as well. I mean, what the government has done here is they've they've dipped their toe in a little bit. They've said, you know, we want to hear your feedback on what this may potentially mean for um, you know cannabis uh, consumption and smoking. And while lounges are just part of these regulatory uh, changes, it also asks whether you know people believe that cannabis should be consumed in a hotel room or um, on a boat, which is uh, you know a home or in a in a motor home, for instance. You know that's not mobile, that's stationary. Mm-hmm. And then there are all these questions around you know, um, like you say. Uh, uh, con- consuming a cigarette or, or smoking and how this kind of relates to this decriminalization or sorry, this legalization rather of, of marijuana and the societal uh, idea that we've kind of come to a place where we don't permit smoking inside. And now how do you square that with permitting smoking marijuana inside? It's, it's a great question. And I don't know if the government quite has that figured out yet. I'm actually surprised that they're even entering, entertaining the idea of having private companies run this because we know in Ontario you're going to have government workers selling the legalized marijuana, which is different than here in Alberta, correct? That's right. Um, you know, the, the government has been very, uh, very, I guess, steadfast in its idea that it wants to closely... Uh, you know, run the rollout here of the uh, the legalization in the province, and it's going to have its government-run stores, and that's going to be the only point of access other than a government-run website. Um, so the idea of having private lounges 
is uh, it would seem to contradict that message. But the government has has not really weighed in on that aspect of it either. Yeah, I, I mean, at this point, Sean, it is just feedback. They're not saying that yes, we're going forward with uh, cannabis consumption lounges. No, they're they're very clear about this being a very early stage uh, sort of idea that they want to give feedback and that it's certainly, even if they were to prov- propose regulatory changes that might loosen the rules up, it won't come before July when marijuana is legalized. I love it. Thanks for starting the conversation. I'm going to throw it over to my listeners now. Sure. Thanks, Thanks Sean. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Sean Jeffords, reporter for the Canadian Press. As I said, the NDP government here in Alberta doesn't have a survey yet like Ontario does. But I want to have our own little survey here. 403-974-8255. What about the idea of these cannabis consumption lounges? What do you think of that? And if we have cannabis consumption lounges, I would question why we don't have tobacco consumption lounges. 403-974-8255. That's the number to call and text. Let's get your opinion after this.